All right. So the halachas of Purim begin with the laws about giving the half shekel. There's a discussion what um, when the half shekel is supposed to be given. Um, some say the half shekel is supposed to be given on the uh, day of Purim, while others maintain that the half shekel should be given should be given before Purim. Our custom is to give the half shekel before Mincha on Purim. Reish Lakish says, why do, we give the, why do we give the half coins now? So the Gemara actually says that the sacrifices every, on Tainas Esther. Oh, thank you. Tainas Esther, sorry about that. Before Mincha Tainas Esther, we give the half shekel. Why do we give it then? So it's a couple of things. Number one is the new sacrifices that are purchased from the funds that are collected in Adar, and those funds are put into the Beis HaMikdash's uh, kupa, the, the, uh, the bank, so to speak, in the Beis HaMikdash, is uh, the new funds are there on the, in month of Nisan to pay for the new sacrifices of the new year. The new year starts in the month of Nisan. So on Echad Ba'adar, Mashmin on the first day of Adar, they announce everyone should give the half shekel. So why don't we give the half shekel on day one of Adar? If it's about giving for the new funds, and always when we had the mitzvah in, in the physical sense, in the basin was standing, we gave the half shekel on, on the first day of Adar. So why do we wait until Purim? So Ishlokish says, Hashem knew that there would be Haman who was going to try to annihilate the Jewish people by offering a 10,000 coins, 10,000 measures of silver. And so Hashem said that the silver Jewish people donated for the half shekel, which also equals the same amount, that is an antidote for the money that Haman was offering Achashverosh. That by giving the coins to the Beis Hamikdash, that would be an antidote for this. So, who has to give it? Such so thing. You think who should give it? First of all, how much she has to give it before we get to, get to who should give it? Um, in the in for redeeming the firstborn. We know you have to give five sela, and when you give five sela, it has to be the actual measurement of the silver. But here, you only have to give a half of the coin of the currency of the country that you live in, because we're only doing the remembrance of commemoration of the half shekel. So it doesn't have to be silver; it just has to be a half coin. It's just that in America there is no uh, half coin extant now. So we use the uh, the uh, half coins that were out before that were, were many of them were uh, were silver, uh, but it doesn't have to be silver. Uh, I think the Rebbe did use though a silver half coin. So um, it's just one says it's best to use silver. Okay, if that's the Rebbe does, and then that, that okay makes sense because that's the Rebbe does. But uh, it doesn't have to be the value of the silver. In other words, you don't have to give uh, more than a dollar fifty. Oh, why dollar fifty? You should only give a half a coin. Why do we give three? So you have three because the Torah mentions the word half three times. The Torah mentions the word truma three times. The three different donations. There was one donation that was given to purchase the silver sockets in the Mishkan. There was a second donation that was given for the sacrifices every year. And the third donation that was given for the different items that were used in the Mishkan. Since the Torah uses the word donation three times, therefore we give three half coins. Now, who should give? Who is obligated to give the half coin? So it says in the Torah, 
who is obligated to give the half coin? Those who are 20 years old. So it would seem the only ones who are obligated to give the half coin would be the, the, those who are over 20. However, the Mogan Avram says no. He says even anyone over the age of our mitzvah is also obligated to give the half coin. Why? If we're commemorating the half coin that was given in the Torah, so we should, it should be the, those who are over the age of 20. The answer is, they, one of the donations that was given in the time of the Mishkan was for those over 20 to count the Jewish people who were over the age of 20. Everyone gave a half coin over the age of 20, so they should be counted. But those who are under 20 weren't counted. So therefore, at that time, only those over 20 were count, um, gave. However, for the sacrifices that were purchased in the Beis HaMikdash every year, everyone over the age of 13 was also obligated to give for the sacrifices. The Rambam is actually interesting. The Rambam, he says it's a biblical commandment that everyone must give a half coin for the sacrifices every year. And all the commentaries are wondering, what does it say in the Torah? You have to give a half coin every year for the sacrifice. It doesn't say clearly in the Torah. And yet, the Ram calls this a mitzvah. So although Beis Nish isn't yet standing, may be rebuilt immediately, Mamish, but until Beis Nish is rebuilt, it's only commemoration for the donation that was given for the sacrifices. And since that obligation is on every Jew over, over the age of our mitzvah, Therefore, also the commemoration for it is also for everyone over the age of Bar Mitzvah. And we give again three half coins because the three times the Torah uses the word machtes, the three times the Torah uses the word donation. Where do those funds go to? So is just, it male only then? Huh? It's male only? Male? Yeah. No. Not male. Oh, so, it's very good. So, um, so, in the Mishkan, there was also donations that were given by women and children as well. Uh, it says that everyone should give, men, women, and children should give for all different parts of the Mishkan. For the sacrifices, indeed, it was only those who were male over the age of our mitzvah. But everyone, everyone else also gave for every part of the base of Mikdash. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, uh, had a custom to give for his wife as well. And the Rebbe writes in the Sefer Amun Hagim that's only the custom of the Rebbe, not the custom of everybody. However, later the Rebbe said that this is something we all should do. Interesting thing that I mentioned when he said this. He says that parents should give their children lots of money. So the children should want to be able to give from their own money for the half coin. So the Rebbe, like, he just, as an aside, parents should give their children lots of money. And they should have so much money that they shouldn't be worrying about, oh, I have to give them fifty for this. So, but but the, the children should give of their own money. However, um, uh, it is a custom to give on the behalf of your spouse as well, and to give on the behalf of your children under the age of a mitzvah as well. When you give the half coin, you see people picking them up, putting them down, picking up, putting them down. What are, what are they doing? How many times do they pick it up and put it down? So there's no real reason to pick it up and put it down more than once. You, why do we have to pick it up and put it down even more in you know, once? The idea is like this: you have to give three half coins. Do you have three half coins? No. In the show, they have three half coins. So what are you, what are you going to do? And you go to the show, you're going to purchase the half coins from the show. So you put down $1.50, you pick them up, now you own them, and now you're giving these coins to the show. I, th- I, th- I think I mentioned that the, the, unlike the gifts to the poor on Purim, the half shekel money is supposed to go just like it was used for the Beis HaMikdash, so it's also supposed to be used, used for the miniature Beis HaMikdash for a show. So the... Um, oh, so you only have to put down the coins if you had one coin... So then one half coin, you have to buy that coin three times and then pick it up three times. You have three coins, just pick them up at once and put them down. And it works in Vegas too. Okay, we'll have one. Anyway, so, uh, however, however, if you're buying for your children, you're buying for your wife, then you have to pick it up again for each person. The Rebbe, 
they say that Rabbi Gorin said the Rebbe did this three times. It could be the Rebbe did it three times on behalf of some other people, or on behalf of his wife, on behalf of himself, on behalf of someone else, I don't know. Or it could be that there's some spiritual reason that Rebbe did it three times. So that's why there are those who do it three times, and they do it 20 times if they have seven children, 21 times, whatever. But the, officially, the only reason to pick it up is to purchase it and to put it back down for each person that you are doing it for. I believe it's going to look at me funny when, when I, I get all uh, AC, OCD about this on Erev Tainasester, uh, as he does every year. Anyways, moving right along. So, um... A dollar fifty, yes. Okay. Um, no, you can put three You'll have to put more money, each, of course, but for each person, you put a dollar fifty. Okay. Besides the mitzvah of the custom, the machsa shekel, we now have the four mitzvahs of Purim, which all start with a mem, the mitzvah of mikra megillah, mitzvah of hearing the megillah, the mitzvah of mishleach monas, the mitzvah of giving two kinds of food to another person, and unlike the popular myth that was populated since I'm a child, they have to, they have, to, have, they have, to have two different brachas, two different kinds of food means two, two foods that have two different brachas, that's not true. Any two different kinds of foods are kosher, even if they have the same bracha. They don't have to have two different brachas. Um, and you have to give gifts to two poor people. Now, usually... two different mitzvahs. Two different mitzvahs. Mishleich Megillah, and the mitzvah of the Suda, Mishta, having a meal on Purim. So, ordinarily, we say a shachiyanu on a new mitzvah that we don't do so often. On Pesach, we say the shachiyanu for the mitzvahs of the day in the Kiddush. On Sukkot, we say shachiyanu for the mitzvahs of the day in the, on, in the Kiddush as well. And on Purim, we also say shachiyanu when we say that we read the Megillah. What if you don't have a Megillah? What if you don't have a Megillah? Should you say shachiyanu? Without, without um, a Megillah, just because of the Yontif. On Yom Kippur, what do we do on Yom Kippur? We say Shechiyonu. On, on, on Yom Kippur, we say Shechiyonu without any mitzvah at all. So, what about um, someone who doesn't have Megillah? Someone doesn't have Megillah, should they say Shechiyonu? So the Yaivit says, the Rebbe mentions him in a letter, it seems like this is the Rebbe's opinion, that if you don't have Megillah at all, and you should say Shechiyonu for the day of Purim. Just because, it's, even though you're not doing it doing with any mitzvah, you're just saying Shechiyonu, thank Hashem for the day that has arrived. Since you don't have the ability to say Shechiyonu on the Megillah, say Shechiyonu um, just because. However, the Magen Avram, he says that there's no Shechiyonu without a Megillah. According to the Alter Rebbe, you say Shechiyonu one time on the night of Purim. You don't say Shechiyonu again on the day of Purim. Only once. That says, says the Siddur, say Shechiyonu one time. However, it's a Machzedek says, say Shechiyonu a second time. That's why we say Shechiyonu for the main reading the Megillah, which is by day. And therefore we say Shechiyonu a second time. When you say Shechiyonu, the Shechiyonu in the night time doesn't work for the mitzvahs of the day. All the mitzvahs of the day are, are not at night. You can't do the mitzvah in the meal of Purim on the night of Purim. Or or, or Shach Manas at night. You can't do the mitzvah of the gift to the poor at night. The only time to do the mitzvahs of Purim is by a day of Purim. And the Shechiyonu at night won't work. Except for Megillah, you listen to it at night too. And you all right, you do the mitzvah Megillah at night, right? But the main mitzvah Megillah is by day, yeah. and the mitzvah Megillah by day, um, you, you know, according to the Alter Rebbe, you're not saying Shachiyano. So why don't you say Shachiyano? Why don't you say Shachiyano for the, all these mitzvahs that we do? Why is no Shachiyano according to the Alter Rebbe? When many others also is no Shachiyano. The reason no Shachiyano for these mitzvahs 
is because they're not that novel. We always have festive meals. That's the Jewish custom for every holiday, right? They tried to kill us, we won, let's eat. This is the Jewish custom. So we always are eating. Therefore, there's no special shachionu for the meal. There's no shachionu for giving stokka. You can give stokka every day. In fact, that's one of the interesting interpretations of the words matanas lavyedim. We don't say tztaka lavyedim. We say matanas lavyedim, gifts the poor. One of the interpretations of that phrase, I think it's from the Rebbe, is that you give a gift to the poor people to thank them for the opportunity the whole year to give them tztaka. It's not, it's, not, it's not considered a tztaka. It's considered a gift. Why do you give a gift to someone? Give a gift to someone because you appreciate them. So you're giving gifts to the poor people, thanking them for the opportunity that you're able to give them tztaka. It's thanking them for being in your life. So it's a maton, it's a gift, it's not staka. But since it's so similar to staka, it's the same action as staka. And so to Mashach Manas, you give, you give food gifts to people, you, give, you make them fast a meal, and therefore there's no shech, special shechiyonu for those mitzvahs. Yes? Can you, if you don't have a Megillah, you don't have any other reason to say shechiyonu, can't you take a new fruit or something and say shechiyonu and have quorum in mind? Yeah, yeah, for sure you could. Sure, you could. It might, might be a good idea to, or that we could fill all, all, all opinions because, according to other opinion, you can't say Shekhyanu just because the, it's the day of Purim. It's probably a good idea to do what you like, like you're saying because only the Ayyavid says this. Magnavram disagrees, says you can't say Shekhyanu on the day itself. So it sounds, it sounds a, good, a good idea what you're saying. But the Reb mentions the, 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 the way the Reb mentions it sounds like the Reb's opinion is like the Ayyavid's. Okay, on Hanukkah, if you don't have candles, the Ayyavid says the same thing. You don't have candles, say Shekhyanu on the day of Hanukkah. Or go to with barrel and have a new, new, new fruit. Okay. If all the mitzvahs of the day, again, could only be done by day, you can't do them the night before. Um, what about a situation where there's no one poor? Baruch Hashem, Mashiach has come, and everyone is rich, you know, you know what to give a tzedakah to. So you put it on the side, and uh, you can't put it on the side before Purim, you put it on the side on Purim, to the mitzvah on Purim itself. There are those opinions which say you can do it in advance and you could give to someone who will distribute you for you on Purim. But the best is in addition to that, in other words, you want to give to someone who, you, who is really in need. And therefore, you may want to give it to someone who knows people who are in need. And you want to trust them, they're going to do the mitzvah for you. You could do that. But in addition to that, you should also set aside money on Purim itself. That way you're actually doing an action on Purim itself, not just doing it in advance. The meal of Purim... Chabad, Hasidim are very busy on Purim. They're doing Mivtsayim, they're doing the, the Shach Manas, giving to other people, they give reading Megillah, other old parts of Los Angeles and beyond, and they have to give the meal of Purim like everybody else. So what do they do? I thought, well, that's what I did. I thought, okay, so before Shkia, I'll wash, I'll have a mate before Shkia, and I'll continue the meal uh, later. That's what I did. I was in Manhattan one Purim, I washed in the, some, some, some corner of the Chabad house in Manhattan or somewhere, in the Empire State Building, wherever I was, and, I'll, and I went on the train, I'll finish the meal when I, when I get there. doesn't work. Purim is not like Shabbos and like Yontif. By Shabbos and Yontif also, it's, for example, on Friday afternoon. Halacha is that you're allowed to daven um, earlier, although the Altar says that we daven later. But what about the meal of Shabbos? The Altar says the meal of Shabbos could also be eaten earlier before Shkia. However, he says it's better to eat after, after it's already nightfall. It's, it's good to be machmed. However, that's only for Shabbos that you're allowed to fill the midst of Shabbos before Shabbos because you, you can taste the Shabbos. You, have, you can add the Shabbos. And so, too, if you wash before Shkia and Yontiv, you say Yalva Yalva in benching. Why? 
because it continues by you until you and yantiv, it's still yantiv. But for Purim, doesn't work that way. Purim, the meal of Purim, we still celebrate the night after Purim, and, and, and we fabreng, and it's Shushan Purim, and for sure. But the meal of Purim, the main components of the meal of Purim have to be eaten before Shkia. You can't wash before Shkia and eat the main parts of the meal after Shkia. You have to have the main parts of the meal, the fish, the flesh, the meat, before, before, um, before Shkia. At the meal of Purim, just one more thing. It's a customary on Purim. We have two foods we eat on Purim. What are the two foods we eat on Purim? Hamantashim, yeah, and, and Kreplach. So the altar says in Shulchan Aruch and Birch it's like Yom Kippur, right? So it's interesting that the uh, the the altar says it's like a big switch. In Shulchan Aruch, the altar says that the bracha for Hamantashim and Kreplach are one bracha. He switches in Birch Hananin, and we actually do the opposite. Very briefly, Hamantashim. The altar says uh, should be hamaytzi. Why should they be hamaytzi? Because hamantashin they satisfy you. It's, it's it's a thick dough. However, since we make hamantashin with fruit juice, we don't make hamantashin with water. Therefore, our, our hamantashin are uh, are The altar says kreplach, kreplach are not made with fruit juice. They're made with water, and therefore the altar says the kreplach should be uh, uh, hamaytzi. However. We make kreplach, we fry our kreplach. And since they're fried, therefore they are also uh, nezenis. Um Okay, any other questions? Why do we have, oh, you said that the main components of the meal need to be eaten during the day. Yeah. I didn't, you're mechuyev to have meat on form? You're supposed to have a festa meal. Festa meal on the surface yeah. means to have what you have on a festa so meal. In theory, you could, you could have 